Um, I can tell you all that I had this like weird moment where I was just thinking about like the way that I approach like owning games or checking out games. And I went through a period in my life where like I was maybe like not because I wanted only two games a year, but I would get like two to three games a year tops like purchase. And yep. I was at the mercy of my parents, family, you know, although it was like usually like a birthday, yep. maybe two games for Christmas. But like I remember every weekend, like every fucking weekend, I would go and rent video games and not just like one or two, but like I would bring a yep. stack of games back to the house. And I was just thinking so much about that today and like how you didn't think too much about it. Like there was just you would try almost anything at that point in time. Do you have a specific game that you remember renting but never owning? Oh, yeah, man. Like, there were games yes. that, like, you would have thought that I owned because of how frequently I, I rented them. Um, sure. This is a weird one, but, like, I remember Bomberman 64 being one that, like, I, I played a shit ton of, like, renting that game because yep. all Same. the neighborhood kids could play that one. And a lot of the games that I would rent had to, like, be like co-op or multiplayer of some capacity. Like there was very few games that I was playing on my own that I would rent. And it was usually like Payless Rider Bikes to the family video or to Video Time or Broadway Video where I grew up and rent something there. And I, I just thought a lot about that today. And like, I, I, I assumed that maybe we all did a lot of that as most people who were into games growing up did, but. Bobby, I'm a little bit angry at you because this sounds like a great deep dive topic uh, that you are wasting on a cold open. Well, maybe we can. Who says it can be both? Yeah, who true. says it can? It's true. It could be. could be. Johnny, did you have something that you remember from from renting only? Um, I feel like I Zombies Ate My Neighbors is oh, one yeah. that mm -hmm. I would either borrow or rent, but never actually owned myself. Um, that's the standout because I loved that game when I was a kid, but just for whatever reason, I never actually owned it. Yeah. Uh, Chase, when you... I was big into renting, it was NES games. It was the NES era. Yeah. So the, the two that stand out to me, uh, one is Rygar, which, uh, I, I barely remember anything about Rygar other than it's the one that you throw the shield. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, but I know I I know I rented Rygar. Uh, the other one is Jaws, uh, for the okay. NES, which which I think is a great game. Uh, game's hard. That yeah. game is hard. Yeah, it's uh it's got like original Ninja Turtles hard kind of not just hard, but the idea of you kind of going mm -hmm. this top down overworld and then having a side scrolling thing that you get to. Jaws is cool. I would I would like to watch a speed run of Jaws. It's just fascinating, like how things have kind of progressed and i know that there was some talk earlier this year about sony introducing like every game had to have a demo attached to it and i know that microsoft has said that they want to bring in some game demos as well or at least give like an S a, a api or sdk whatever it is out to devs to like build that into their games easier but it was such a cultural thing like it was something where it's like hey like you you, you are going to rent a game like it's going to happen you're going to have that and it was such a fun way like because there was it was such a low effort like if it didn't work out it didn't work out you would just take it back and get something else and now it's like am i going to get like even our monthly preview like are you going to pick these games up or like what's on your radar 
And I just, I, I found myself pondering pretty deeply just the whole like shift in how I experience video games. Like that's probably the biggest shift away from how I play games. Sure. I mean, them. renting to you is not really a thing anymore because you have the ultimate rental. It's called game pass. Yep. Hell yeah. Um, or that steam. Is, that is the, the, the two hour window on steam. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say like, <laughs> you sure. can just, you try a game out and if you don't like it. You just get all your money back. I mean, yep. game fly is still a thing, right? It's true. Uh, yep. It is. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that's and not then the I same, thought, man. It's not the same, um, but but in that Netflix style, that old Netflix style of we'll send you DVDs, uh, there was still something to Gamefly. I never had Gamefly, but it always seemed like a cool I did. idea. And then I know that they always had sales. Like mm-hmm. you can you can buy our used games for a pretty decent yeah. price. Uh, it seemed like a seemed like a cool service. I I have purchased a couple of uh, but- Gamefly games when they went on sale. The last thing I'll say, and like again, we, we'll probably talk about this on a deep dive sometime. But at that point in my life, like I didn't really follow developers. Like that was also like, you know, are you playing Nintendo? It was like, and like it was an Xbox, PlayStation, whatever it would be. Like everything was a Nintendo. Yeah, and I mean, if you're renting games, you're looking at box art. Like there, that's what I'm saying. There are certain games that absolutely like made bank off of they had the cool box art on it. Yeah. Did Did either of you ever rent? the console from the yes. video store yes i never did that one i yes. didn't either but yes. i was amazed that, that was a thing that you could do sure uh, we, but my we, my mom was never willing to spend the money on that <laughs> the, the last one that we rented was the 64 because of like when that came out um which was like october wasn't it it was fall i, I think I, anyway i didn't get mine um i ended up getting one for christmas that year but i remember we got to rent it and that was just that was wild like you had like this big fucking briefcase well let's save this this will be a fun conversation for another time yeah uh, I, I do have one important question though yeah um, probably probably mostly for johnny but maybe for bobby uh did did you use the pokemon snap kiosk at blockbuster no didn't have a blockbuster. That, okay that was the one i rented the most pokemon, pokemon snap. snap yes that yeah, seems we, like a great game to rent i rented that game like three or four times and I would just I would play through it and then take it back. Yeah, we didn't have the uh, we didn't. I, I had a family video later in life, but it was a place called Video Time. Though actually, it was three: Video Time, Broadway Video, Video Experience, and then we got Family Video, and that's kind of where I spent most of my like high school days. I know um, I got some of those stickers. I don't know where they are, but I I definitely printed off some of my Pokemon snapshots. Well, outside of nostalgia and renting, we ostensibly talk about video games here at the Casual Hour. Uh, I'm Bobby Pease, Chase Kinnicky, the gamer on the go, and Johnny Amazich. We're here to hang out with all of you and tell you about some video games that we've been playing. Tonight's episode, we've got a mystery game coming in from Chase. I'm going to talk about three things, my time at Sandrock, Monument Valley, and Necrosmith. Johnny is on a strategy kick, and he's playing that Crusader yep. Kings 3 DLC and then on the back half, we got quite a bit of news, ranging from everything from Respawn down to the Switch. So hang out, make yourself at home, get cozy, and let's uh, crack this mystery with Chase. Chase, what the hell have you been well, playing? So before we get to the mystery, I have another thing oh, that God. is also a mystery to you, but it's not a game. Um, it, is a, uh, it is a mystery book. I'm reading a book. 
Uh, this is called Romance of the Three Kingdoms, you gotta Volume stop. 1. You gotta <laughs> stop. Just stop. It's video game adjacent. Uh, I decided I decided it was time for me to not just uh, know who Liu Bei was because of Dynasty Warriors and actually figure out who this motherfucker was and what did he do. Um, I also have Total War Three Kingdoms, uh, and I haven't played it yet, and part of me just thought, you know, I should just learn about these these guys. I should read the material. Um, so I, I'm started. I'm, I'm six chapters in. Uh, I think it's great. I think it's very silly. Uh, and I love it. It's it's the best. And I, I'm i just reading so many Chinese names and I'm going, yeah, I don't remember him. Yeah, I don't remember him. Ooh, yeah, I played as him in the game. Uh, it's it's a great time. It's an absolutely great time. <laughs> What's the Should I read that book? Uh... There, you. I don't think you have to. It's. Okay. I don't think it's an especially amazing read. It's not. It's a nice way super... of saying you're not smart enough for this, Johnny. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not. I wouldn't say it's super well written. You know? Yeah. the The problem is if you're not uh, Johnny, you haven't played a Dynasty Warriors, right? Not extensively, no. Yeah. So part of it for me is I think this this book would be impenetrable if I didn't recognize a bunch of names. When when I see Zhao Dun, I go, oh, that's the guy with the eye patch and the big long sword. Um, and if 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 you are not that guy who's able to identify these dudes based on names alone, then I think you're just going to read a bunch of Chinese names and have a real hard time telling them apart and figuring things out. Because gotcha. you got a guy named Yuan Shao, and he's the leader of the Han at this point where I am. And then you've got Yuan Shu, and that's his brother, but Shu and Shao look quite similar, and it's really difficult sometimes to go like, wait a minute, who fucked over Sun Jian? Uh, ah, god damn it. Not... <laughs> and then you have to go back and read footnotes, and it's... Yeah. I am uh, so mad time, right now I'm, I'm that you have pulled this bullshit where you get me worked up on a mystery game and you just slide in some... Oh, that wasn't the mystery game. I know. That's okay. why I'm upset, because I was ready for the mystery game. Okay, and, would you like me to tell you about the mystery game? I, well, yes, because now I have to hear about the mystery of the three lovers in ancient China. I don't want to know that. Romance of the Three Kingdoms is quite good. It's, it's, a, fun, it's a fun read. Uh, fine, I'll tell you about the game I've been playing. I've been playing the 2021 casual hour game of the year it's called fucking fights in tight spaces i got a steam deck baby oh yeah oh yeah chase with the fat I, li I lied to bobby before the stream you lied He's to like, hey, when's, your, when's your steam deck coming in and i'm like uh, uh i don't know <laughs> uh yeah because you act like i don't know how those things ship and when you say that you got a shipping notification yeah i knew you had it to, to be fair, to be fair, it did get delayed by a day because nobody was here to sign for it yesterday. Uh, well, in, how do you the, like it? Lobby. Uh, I, I mean, I've only played it for about twenty minutes. That's and all that you was need. Enough time to download Fights and Tight Spaces and play through the tutorial, and I'm like, yeah, baby, this how is do you so like the good. Like, talk about the Steam Deck. I've talked a lot about it. Like, how does it feel? What do you I, think? Again, I don't I don't have enough knowledge at this point. I've I've downloaded a handful of games. I downloaded the Symphony of War. Uh, cool. I downloaded the Aperture Desk Job. I downloaded a couple things that were in my Steam library that I've been wanting to play forever but didn't pretty, have a Windows PC. Pretty easy PC. to set up and get going. Uh yeah, yeah, pretty much. Not not too bad at all. That was awesome. that was fine. Uh, I got Heat Signature and Gunpoint and Ronin, like a lot of things that I was looking for. Um, that that I've owned for a long time. I just had no way of playing. 
Um, so I hope to get to all that stuff soon and become a gamer again, because I know these last few weeks I've kind of been uh, not yeah. playing a lot of video games or just You're, playing a lot of You get to play fights in tight spaces now. I can play fights Super in tight exciting. spaces now. It's great. Um, you can that play them good. You can I, play them I could. I could. I drafted a deck and went, man... Ooh, ah, look at all these shift and slip cards. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking own these guys. It's such um, a good game. God, it's such. It's a good great. Game. It's great. And and I think the Steam Deck is pretty cool too. I'm I'm looking forward to, to testing it out a little bit more, um, and seeing and seeing what it can do. For but, the uninitiated, uh, that is. So this is Chase's first PC, and as as first, you probably yeah, it's the first Windows powered thing I've had since I was in. Oh, this is Linux, buddy. High school. This well. Is- it can and play Windows games. This is even games that even make. nerdier. Yes, fair. So, I'm I'm thrilled because um, I know that we've been talking off pod just about like what's going to be the best way for you to to set up a quote unquote kind of like PC environment with that thing, which it, it is capable of doing, no problem at all. And I'm yeah. just like you have been. I'm an idiot. I'm a dumb sicko. I love this stuff. Like I've always been just a tech whore. And like when I think about you, you've been a little bit more pessimistic and cautious when it comes to technology, especially new technology. I mean, I like I like a closed I like a closed system because I know what I'm getting out of it. There is something like the reason I never wanted to get into PC gaming was because I didn't want to feel like I needed to buy another thing every year just to make my box continue to work. Um, That, oh, my graphics card is old or my motherboard is bad or something like I need another heat sink or whatever the fuck. There's there's all it feels like there's always a thing. And then once you do have all the things now, every time you want to play a game, you have to fuck around with settings and figure out. Oh well, the, what's the resolution that I can put at this game? What are what are the settings I can do to to make this run the the best? And yeah, that's something probably you only have to do once per game, but it's something you have to do once per game where I can just put a disc in a console or I can put a cartridge in a system and it a can simple just console for a simple man is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Uh, so the, the Steam Deck does solve some of those problems by making it much easier. It yeah. is a, a basically a single configuration. I know there are there are a couple of different SKUs based on storage and types of storage, but for the most part, like this is this is the Steam Deck. When people make games, they can make games that will run on the Steam Deck with these settings. Uh, and yeah, there are still some setting things that you can it's you can tweak thick. in here, but you don't have to, it sounds like. So I, I think for the most part, this is this is kind of what I'm looking for in that, hey, I want a Switch, but I want it to play the PC games. Yeah. And so far, again, only 20 minutes of play here. Uh, so far, it's doing just that. That's awesome, man. I'm looking forward to hearing more about your experiences there. I'm also curious how this changes gamers on the go and we'll see yeah like what that looks like yeah but that's really cool man i'm glad you got it um i'm, I'm really excited for you i i have a screen protector for you for it as i talked about and then um i think i was gonna well, too late I'm gonna yeah. smash it right now <laughs> i was gonna help you get no. a few other things ready to go uh johnny we're hoping that you because they're doing emails on mondays and thursdays mm-hmm. at the time of I recording this tomorrow we're hoping that you get an email tomorrow. I know you're close. You and Chase are pretty close on when you ordered yours. Yeah, we ordered on the same day. So um, Johnny actually ordered his before me, which is kind of fucked up. 
<laughs> he went back. Well, I think he did, and then he canceled it, and he went and got another. I did, and then I oh, did the wow. next day, the same yeah, day you yeah. got yours, and I must have done it like an hour after you did. So Chase has been playing Fights and Tight Space. It's still a great game. He's reading a book and he has a Steam Deck. He is, he is there. He made it. He ascended. Yeah. Uh, cool, man. I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to hearing a lot more from you on that. And I'm sure we'll talk offline now that you let the cat out of the bag. Um, mm-hmm. well, let me tell you what I've been playing. Some on my Steam Deck, others on my PC. Uh, I've been checking out a game called My Time at Sandrock. And uh, I think the la- the first game was like my time at Porsche or yeah. Porsche or something yep. like that. Is this is this a direct sequel or is it? it no, it's just like different. Different. Um, and I was pretty into what they were gonna do with that game, uh, Portia or whatever it was, Porsche. And yeah. like the car, Porsche. like the car. Yeah. And when I got it on the Switch, it left a lot to be desired. And I I still own it there. I'm just like that was not probably. You say that was it like performance or yeah it was it was it was really rough on performance on the Switch like a lot of like very 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 shitty frames and stuff like that. Um, But I thought I thought it was a a cool concept because it combines a lot of action RPG elements with more Harvest Moon stuff, and it seems like there's some pretty likable people that you'd be interacting with. And then I saw on Steam that they're like, hey, we're getting to go into early access with. Uh, Sandrock, and I was like, "Hmm, let me take a look at what's going on here." And it, it seemingly was knocking on a lot of the same doors. I think the very first offering of early access from them was a bit unpolished, but they dropped a few quality of life updates within 24 hours and solved a lot of those initial like rough patches. But playing it, uh, it's a pretty cool game. Like I, I like the environment, I like the style quite a bit that they've got going for it. Uh, you work off of a series of blueprints and there's a a shit ton of side quests. So there's parts of it that remind me of some of the stuff in Animal Crossing, Stardew Valley, Harvest Moon, where you're you're getting to know the townsfolk and they're going to give you a bunch of different things to do. Um, But you have a bunch of different machines and tools that you're going to be using to craft new gear from weapons to armor. Okay. Um, This is... is I see. BBE. I see. I see what's happening here. It's yeah. an early access crafting game with maybe some survival elements. Yeah, a crafting game that they're still crafting. It's not. Yes. Good. Uh, not so much survival, but there are going to be some pretty cool things that will happen where like there's a like you're going to get elements out of the animals when you kill them that you're going to use to go in and and craft like different gear. So it's got. It's got that going for it also. Um, this one has a mine that you can go down into similar to like a Stardew and, and you're going to be trying to find different things down there and bringing it back. Uh, it's cool. It is a cool game. I will keep an eye on it. I'm pacing myself with it because not everything's there currently and these are very big games that you can start to build upon and do stuff. Um, but I'm here to tell you that my time at Sandrock has been a lot better experience than my time at Porsche and I have enjoyed it. I've, I've played a little bit on my Steam Deck and mostly on my PC, but it's something that I, I'm digging for sure. Let me tell you about some other All games right. that I've been checking <laughs> out. Please, please do. Um, oh, Chase, if you only knew what you're missing out on. Uh, I know. 
some very, very cool games that are nothing new to this show, nothing new to me. Our, uh, Monument Valley has been ported to Steam. And they've got both of the versions that have the full HD 16 by 9 Landscape mode. Landscape mode on it. it. Yeah. How does uh, that look? Oh, my God, dude. Playing it in How could it not look amazing? It's <laughs> it just looks, it looks so fucking good. And Any screenshots have you taken? I've taken a screenshot. Yeah, like every this is just now it's not phone wallpaper anymore. Yeah. Now it's wallpaper wallpaper. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out like what level I'm going to use. So I've got my main monitor and then I have a, a, a vertical monitor over here and I'm trying to think like how can I shape this up to do something really cool with like a piece or like the totem over here on this vertical one going off. Uh, man, Monument Valley is still a really fucking good game. And yeah. uh, playing with a mouse is a little strange in comparison to like touching because you could just tap where you wanted to go with your finger and you, you can do it with the mouse as well. But there was a there was something to be said about I played that on my iPad and like, I mean, it was. Touch- yeah, it was a it was a touch first type of of game. Yeah, so it was, you know, and honestly, both games, right? Yeah, uh, you can do buy they come them bundled, or do you separate? There's there's two options. You can buy them individually, okay. or you can buy them bundled. They're both discounted right now. I want to say I paid like twelve bucks, I think, for both of the games. That's that's not bad at all. No, and uh, I didn't need a lot of convincing to replay those games, but that was a pretty like playing it on there seems like an all right time. And yeah. uh, even if it's just to get wallpaper, it's just okay by me because that game's really pretty yeah. to look at. But if you've never played, that's still my iPad wallpaper. Is is the uh, I think it's in Monument Valley Two. It's a tree that you like keep built, keep growing, and keep spiraling up. And I've got that very first screen with the the tree. I like that one. If you've not, if if you just don't know what Monument Valley is, uh, there's two of them. It is a really amazing uh, Escher, right? Is that Escher? Mm Escher esque mm-hmm. puzzle um, with a heartfelt narrative, like very minimal storytelling. There's no dialogue. A lot of it is left for you to uh, just experience. And, and it's got a beautiful soundtrack to it. If you haven't picked up on it yet, the game looks striking as well. But uh, very colorful. Like the Escher, Escher is usually known to do like black and white drawings, but uh, this is full color, very bright and vibrant. Uh, it's, yeah. it's stunning. It's a stunning looker. But very cool to to see that the port happened and i'm i'm hoping that this maybe means that we'll get more monument valley um because i would certainly love to yeah experience more of that we did get um there was that dlc for two right that was yep. for a charity thing yep they did uh for uh, thing. uh it was eight so it was uh during the um world's aid day where like a lot of the apps turned red they had a, a version okay. that you could get that. I thought they did something more recently with trees. They might have. Like I know a, that. I like know that they had. One. They did. Uh, it might have been on just on Monument Valley. There was because Apple had like tried to get a lot of apps to do something there. But um, yeah. yeah, I'm looking it up. You can continue. So anyway, that's Monument Valley. Um, I did play a game that came out. I, I played the demo of this game, and it came out today. And I think this game is really fucking rad, and I can't wait to it talk to you guys about it. Looks pretty awesome. It's pretty fucking cool. It's called Necrosmith, and this is—it's not exactly like a vampire survivor or Twenty Minutes Till Dawn, but it scratches that same type of itch, where there's a lot of things going on 
that you're not directly controlling. So you are a necromancer and you are like this. Your screen when you're playing the game, you've got over on the left hand side this larger rectangle that has a table that has five slots on it. And you are reanimating corpses that are going to fight for you. And these are pieces. So there's going to be a head, a torso, two arms, and two feet. And the cool thing about this is, is that you're going to be getting body parts that have different attributes to them. It can be armor. It could be like, here's a, an ogre skull. It could be a zombie that you're building. It could be an arm that has a, a, a shield. It could be a crossbow. It could be a magic wand. It could be a, a book of spells. And then you're going to find a skull that's maybe wearing an arm, like a helmet. You're going to find another wizard skull. You're going to find torsos that have magic increases. And you're going to build these corpses up, reanimate them, and then release them onto a map where they're going to freely roam and kill hordes of enemies, collect resources, and then take over outposts like mines or other resources that are gonna start to net you these mats that you're gonna use to increase your tower. So it's, it's a little tower defense in some capacity where these hordes are gonna be coming onto it. You can click on one of your corpses and follow them around this map as it's uh, getting bigger and exploring out and you can take control of them if you need them to go towards a certain area and you can move them if you want to it is really cool and there's other That's things cool. that, that you're unlocking um for you the user you're unlocking spells and one of those spells is a kitty cat and that kitty cat will run across the map and get all the resources you haven't picked up yet, which is really cool. The other thing that you can get is like lightning strikes. So if you are waiting to like animate more corpses and you got people hoarding into it, you can hit them with a big ass lightning bolt and take care of it. You want to know what like one of the coolest parts of this thing is? I would yes. love to know what one of the coolest parts of this thing is. It's three dollars. Two sixty nine right now. It's actually two sixty nine. Nice. Um, what I will say is. I don't know how we would define this genre. Like, I think it really started for me with Loop Hero. And then I look at, like, I mean, a Vampire Survivor. It has it's, some tower defense elements to it. Yeah, I think tower yeah. defense RTS is, like, a weird combo that kind I mean, of works for it. All I know is, based off of your description and what I'm seeing on its Steam page, I'm going to play this game. It's really cool, man. It's, it's one of those games that, like... It is run based also. So at the end of your run, you're going to come back into your laboratory and there's a bunch of stuff that you can unlock with gold. So the cat is a hundred. That's like the first one you'll get. There's other areas that will like let you get warp doors. And like, I found like a bunch of weird shit too. It's like, Hey, you just discovered this warp zone. So now you can choose a different location on the map that these reanimated corpses are going to come out at. It's just a cool concept, man. It's got a great look to it. It's got an awesome soundtrack. And it's a really neat, like, oh, the other thing that'll happen, you unlock blueprints. So like, if you build a certain type of corpse, it'll be like, hey, this is actually a spell ninja. It's not that, but like whatever it would be. And then it saves as a blueprint. So if you want to build that same thing again, you just click on it because they all have different attack skills when you put them out there. And so you're building that stuff out and you're managing them. You can pause and go into like more of a tactical mode where it's like, okay, I've got a lot of shit coming my way. I'm going to build a bunch of stuff up and then I'm going to hit release and unpause this and let it all go, go crazy too. So you have a lot of control over it, which is neat. 
Um, but Necrosmith came out today, currently 269 on Steam. I don't think it'll work really good in its current offering on the Steam Deck. But that was going to be my next question. Yeah, it's not verified there. I haven't I haven't tried playing it, but just knowing that you're clicking a lot of things, and then the input method for controlling the characters is with uh, Wast. So you want to be able to like do that for sure. But I'm 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 betting that they'll add controller support at some point. I'll tell you what, we're going to find out. Okay, <laughs> Chase is here to test it. Um, but worst case scenario, Chase, like this would be something like hook up to your TV. Play with the mouse yeah. and keyboard. Check it out because it's really neat. Yep. Uh, so I covered my time at Sandrock. Uh, we talked about Monument Valley coming over to Steam, and then Necrosmith, which as of July thirteenth is out now. And those are some really kick-ass video games. Johnny, yeah, what's wrong with you? I was going to say, speaking of kick-ass video games, it's a great question. Um, so I've been playing a lot of Northgard. Still yeah, been yeah. playing Northgard. That game, we know, fucking rules. Um, and then it got me itching to play some other strategy games, so I fired up Civ Six, put a few okay. hours into that. Civ Six, still Good an excellent play. game. Oh God, uh, a Greek, uh, no, an English woman who was a ruler of France. I was trying to go for a cultural victory, mm. and uh, she earned like the most culture points uh, of all the races want to do. Yes. Um, And then I returned to a little game uh, called Crusader Kings three. And I, as you know, adore this game. I put a good chunk of time into it uh, when it came out in 2020 and I've dabbled here and there, but because I was so consumed by it, for that period of time, I've kind of kept it at arm's length because I know what happens once I get get into it. You guys can mm-hmm. understand. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. But I found I found uh, a copy of the Royal Edition for twenty three dollars online. Well, isn't this game on Game Pass? It is, but it doesn't have any of the DLC. Ah, uh, got it. Uh, and I looked, and it was less expensive to just buy this than it would have been to buy the expansion pass or whatever it's called from Microsoft. And since it has its own launcher, all my save data carried over, which I wasn't expecting. Um, and I, I just, I, I dove right back in and they have added um, a few new things. There are some new scenarios that you can start out with um, set in like the same time periods, but you're playing as, as different leaders and it's setting up uh like different struggles that are happening and uh you know you're you're you and some other people on this continent are all working towards the same goal and you you're competing with one another through you know skullduggery and, and conquering uh but the coolest thing that they added uh is you can actually hold court now if you are a king uh and so you have your throne room and you have your quarters in there and there'll be people vying for your attention. And when you're holding court, you have people coming, uh, you know, asking for favors, uh, things of that nature. And just just like the rest of the game, you get to make a decision based on, you know, your, your skills. Um, and uh, depending on whether, like, what are the traits you have, uh, you might get stressed out or... 
Uh, if you have a high like martial skill, you might have a dialogue option that's not available to you if you don't have that. Um, and I, I never know how much to to dig into this because I, I can feel Bobby falling asleep right now. No, um, no, no, no. You're good. Uh, I I love this game so much, and it's it's been really nice getting back into it. Um, and I've I've been watching YouTube videos again because there's so much I just forgot about the game. Um, and I'm I'm really trying to approach it now that I I have a good chunk of time under my belt. Uh, from before, I understand a lot of the real basic stuff. I'm I'm focusing more on I don't want to say min maxing, but playing more effectively, I guess, and not just okay. I'm just going to take over as much land as I can as quickly as possible. Because that will come and bite me in the ass. And I've been learning more about the different systems of government and um, how you how you, the best ways to earn the different currencies that you need to unlock uh, new uh, cultural things that allow you to like basically shape your empire the way you want it to go. Because it it takes like it can a game can take all like seven hundred years or something like that, seven eight hundred years depending on what year you start. Um, Johnny, we only have one year for game of the year. You can't. Yeah, I know. Ch Chase, are you playing Fights and Tight Spaces right now? Uh, no, I'm. I'm installing Inscription. Steam, Steam says he is, but I, uh, yeah. Um, Johnny, I'm, I'm yeah. Inscription. May I step in for a moment? Please. <laughs> Do you have a pen and a paper handy? Uh, or a way I, to capture notes? Does that? Help? I mean, I have my phone. Okay, I'm going to give you three games to check out here okay Th that i i feel like i've done pretty good by you so far and recommending things that might scratch your itch further and, I, and you know me i'm a whore for games and i want you to be able to get should i also write these down or do you know i will hate them i want you to write down at least two of the three chase okay so the first one up is a game called kingdom two crowns and uh, I do believe that this is a co-op game. It's on just about everything. It's on mobile right now as well. Uh, it came out in 2018. There's been some DLC for it. Uh, pretty cool pixel graphics. This is going to be more of like a side-scroller-esque. Um, you mm -hmm. are doing so many things. You can do the entire campaign in co-op. If I've looked for a reason to play this game, if you check it out and yeah. you think it's worth it, let me know. And maybe we can play it okay. together. The one game that I think that you and Chase should both check out and that I am very curious to check out uh, is from the developer Brave at Night. They made Mind Scanners, which I think is a phenomenal game and has some really great writing in it. This is a, okay. a, a dialogue heavy one. It's also uh, produced by no more, no more Robots, who did Hypnospace Outlaw, but it's called Yes, Your Grace. And yeah. this is also... Oh, yeah, I love that game. Yeah. Okay, you've played this one. Uh-huh. It's on okay. Game Pass. Like, at least it it's was. kind of like Crusader Kings meets Reigns. Yes. I would say, right. like somewhere in the middle yeah. there. Uh, yeah, Chase, I put several hours into that. That one is deck verified, by the way. So you can check that out on the Steam Deck if you want to. And then the other one, Johnny, is in my library. I haven't played this yet. What if yeah. I told you there was a sci-fi game that was Crusader Kings meets Dune? Yes. Out it. I it's, want to go to there. <laughs> it's in my Steam library. You can check it out. It's called Star dynasties uh okay. it's got uh, a demo you can download right now on steam but mm -hmm. this is definitely more akin to what you love about crusader kings yeah but, but like it's got that 
really cool like this has got a really slick look to the type of sci-fi it's going for that i think would be be something that would scratch an itch for you also knowing that you love sci-fi as much as fantasy and that you like this type of strategy game uh this this game came out in 2021 and got decent decent reviews and i i mean people that love it really love it i think it might just be uh, a little hard to get into for folks not familiar with the genre but those are yeah those are three games that i think you should definitely keep on your radar to check out okay and i um just the last thing i'll say about crusader kings and just to give like an example of a thing not probably ever maybe not ever um is how unpredictable it can be sure uh and so i was playing in one of these new scenarios as as a king uh like where spain and portugal and and france are now modern times and i played as a king and he had two brothers on either side they were both kings as well and i had the right if i wanted to declare war against him and not really get any any penalties taken against me my army was small so i only had one child i had a single heir and i was like okay my guy's still young i'm he's definitely gonna have more kids so if i marry her off to the king of uh france of east or west france i don't remember anyway it was a king that had a really strong army and when you get married you become allies and if you go to war you can call them to war with you uh, and so I very easily conquered my brother to the east, and then I conquered my brother to the west. I got this nice, beautiful new kingdom, and then my guy dies. And damn it, Johnny! My daughter died of. Uh, he, he, I think he was just old. Um, but so he never did have any more kids. He didn't. Wow. Damn it. And then Damn the daughter, man. the daughter became the queen, sure. but obviously she can't. All of her children are going to be the heirs to this other kingdom, right? And so I just, I really fucked myself, and it's. I mean, and, it sounds like you didn't fuck yourself enough. That's, that's true. true. That's true. Um, so yeah, it's it's so good. I I love that game. It's uh, just I I would like to hear you talk more about Crusader Kings three uh, when you download that three houses. That is Odd. on my list of things to do. Oh, I cool. thought if if we ever have another Chase Johnny stream, maybe that's something we could tackle once I check it out I for myself. I think there'll be All some right. time in September for it. Yeah. Uh, cool. So we covered Chase in a Steam Deck and playing Fights and Tight Spaces, the Casual Hours 2021 Game of the Year. I talked about my time at Sandra. I read a book, too. He did read a book. That's true. Reading a book. I know Bobby doesn't believe it, but I, I can read. I'm reading a book, Damn too. It. Monument Valley, Necrosmith, Crusader Kings. We gave some recommendations as well. What do you boys say we talk about the news, though? How does okay. that feel? Let's Sounds do it. great. Let's do it. All right. Uh, this this just pains me. And I can't like say... somebody is specifically targeting you. Mm-hmm. Just this teasing is. you. Uh, just so teasing. Apex Legends is a good video game. It, it plays really well. Yeah. However, it's lacking uh, in, in a couple of the big features that I love in Titanfall, which a is very wall- big feature. Exactly. The wall running and obviously the mech suits. Yeah. Uh, story came out uh, one or two days ago. Uh, Respawn, hey, they're working on a new FPS. That's cool. 70, 
Apex Single player FPS. Yeah. But it's set in the Apex uh, Legends universe. So Titanfall 3? Which is the Titanfall universe. Yeah, the Apex Legends universe is the Titanfall <laughs> universe. This is some bullshit. What but, is this revisionist history? <laughs> but what does this mean? Does yeah. this mean... It's not... What I, does I it think, mean? If I had to guess, maybe maybe it'll be like a console-based thing, but they've had such great success with mobile. And we'll talk more about like other first-person shooters going mobile as well later on. Are you but telling I, me they're making a phone game? That's an be. FPS? No, no. I think I think they'd make a real game game. Yeah, but, but I wonder. Okay, here here's a question for you. Is it just because Apex Legends is so much more popular? That's how they're branding it. And hey, Probably. maybe maybe it has Titans in it. Could be. Could be. Uh, well, let me ask you this though. Yeah. If I've never played Apex Legends. I still have not played a battle battle royale game, mm-hmm. a, a proper one anyway. Um, I played Tetris, but that's doesn't quite count. That's the um, ultimate battle royale. That, that's you're damn right. That's what I feel. Um, but if you had to pick one Apex Legends hero or Apex Legend, uh, who do you think would have the best skill set for a solo single player FPS? Oh God! Uh, hang on, I gotta look at the roster here because it's it's been a minute since I played What's this the, game. Is it Wraith? I couldn't even tell you. Is it Wraith, names. the girl that like makes the portals to go through? Sounds right. Um, I like Gibraltar a whole lot. Yeah, what's he do? He's, he's got a real tanky. Shield. He's got yeah. a big shield. Okay. Um, I think Wraith is her name. I might be wrong. Yeah, I like Bloodhound. I think Bloodhound would be an interesting character Bloodhound to explore. Right, sure. Uh, a lot of these people I haven't heard of. Uh, Pathfinder. Pathfinder is just they're in Titanfall two. Do you know the yeah, little robots that have the smiley Wraith. face? Wraith for me. Um. Yeah, Wraith would also be cool. How about Tracer? Let's let's get Tracer around. Uh, no, Tracer needs to. The cavalry's here. Stop it. Is that the same thing? Uh, what about you, Chase? Who would you pick? I, I don't, I don't know anybody. Yes, yeah. the, the the guy with the gun. Fair. Oops. That's what I'm gonna say. Actually, how about the guy? I don't, I don't actually think this would be good. But the guy who copies himself, who does like the. I'm a I'm an asshole guy, and then he puts out the. Is his name oh, Mirage? Yeah. Is that what Mirage. it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Sure, let's let's put him in there. He's the only Apex Legend I know. So Johnny, uh, you might be yeah. heartbroken. Sorry, sorry that to hear that, man. I don't know. Like who knows? Like they the the Apex It'd be brand extremely is... hilarious if they say we're making a new single player <laughs> FPS in the Apex Legends universe and then it comes out and it's called Titanfall 3. That yeah. would be so Yeah, I would give a shit. <laughs> like I wouldn't care. Uh, what, what if it's called Apex Legends Titanfall 3. <laughs> that's great. And then and then that's all they all they call it. I th- I, that, I, 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 I know that it's safe to say you guys know how much I love Titanfall. I yeah. love Titanfall but, 2 is, a, is one of the best first-person shooters ever made. Yeah. Isn't, isn't Apex like decades after the events of Titanfall, though? I don't remember how far into the future it is. I just, I just know it's set after so, that. So, so all there, I know is could, that the Callisto Protocol happens after Players Unknown Battlegrounds, except it doesn't anymore. But could, couldn't there be... 
a game that tells the story of like how things in Apex Legends came to be from like the bridge between sure. Titan fought of that. Yeah, I mean it's all it's yeah. all speculation at this point. I just what if they added a story that was like what did that person do in that cave on that one sand planet for you know thirty years until the until the kid grew up? Yeah, sounds great to me. Yeah, sure. Johnny, what's going on with Sony? It has its moments. Um, uh, Sony Broadhaven Studios, which is a new studio that hasn't put out anything yet. Uh, oh, but, okay. But Jade Raymond works cool. there. Oh, she, okay. Uh, what did she work on? She worked on Assassin's Creed. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Mark Cerny's assisting uh, as well. And no. this is just... Sony's been quietly... I mean, not, not quietly. There's new stories written about it. But they've been progressively picking up more and more studios over the last couple of years. Um, you I mean, know, it's, to, not, it's not coming out at E3 a couple of years ago at this point, like like Microsoft right. did. It's like, yeah. we bought every single fucking studio, and they're yeah. all making a game for us. Uh, yeah. So, okay. that's interesting. I'll, well, you know, I'm excited to see what they put together, because there was... Uh, yeah, Jade Raymond's there. There's some other... I'm sorry. I I pasted the wrong source article <laughs> initially and started to go looking for a new one. Yeah. Uh, I I think yeah. Reed Raymond has not gotten to make a lot of games, but I think she is one of the more interesting people working on video games. I think she's got some sure. some excellent thoughts. I know uh, I can go all the way back to when uh, she, like an interview that she did when she was talking about these connected worlds that are not. Um, that are not about like NFTs or uh, or MMOs or things like that, but just the idea of here's a lot of people and they're having a shared experience. And I remember I uh, equated that to baseball, um, but I, I think she's she's thinking about games in cool ways that I wish a lot of other developers were thinking. Yeah, about. and and having the financial clout of a company like yeah. Sony behind uh, her studio. I'm interested to see what she puts together. Yeah, I um, also think she should just make a game. You should, yeah. you should, you should put out a game. Just make a video game. That'd be, it'd be, that'd be cool. Uh, speaking of companies that make video games, uh, here's one that's made the same one three times. That's they've made one video game. Yeah, that's they don't make video games. They make. Oh, are you talking about your darling over at Rockstar, Johnny? That can do no wrong. No. Oh, weird. Uh, they can absolutely... made lots of different games. They made ping pong. Yeah. But you made a comment about a game being made three times. I thought you were talking about Grand Theft Auto V. I mean, sh yes, absolutely. But that's they didn't have a story come out this week. Uh, oh, my mistake. And, uh, okay, yeah, I'm being a tad cynical here. But uh, I'm so being very cynical. We were all a little mystified that... Naughty Dog decided to remake The Last of Us Part 1 when they remastered it when the PS4 came out. Also, that game is less than 10 years old. It looks great. It still looks good. I, um, I, I and, shared with you my hot take on that, though, right? I mean, they're trying to put something else out before the series releases. They're yeah, trying to build up sure. hype. That is beside the point. 
it's the they fact have a that game though they could just they have a game this they if have it's on the system you own they have it, incredibly t- talented developers that work there and rather than I work on that. something new they've been remaking and i'm not discounting the the work and that's this is i think and, and they've, done, think they've it, done side-by-side screenshots and yeah and on one hand absolutely this one looks uh functionally better yeah but I, I also think there might be like a difference between style stylistic of hey these characters looked great before mm-hmm. and now these characters look quote unquote better but are they hear, actually hear me better out. designs? I don't and know. And you look, I'm not here to celebrate Sony. They're a, a peg above Nintendo Switch. Are in you my holding book. a play date right now? Yeah. Okay. Or is that part of your point or is that just no, a... no, no, no. I just I okay. Okay. I hold it a lot. Um okay. that's fair. I, it's a really terrible thing to flex with. I know. Um, <laughs> I just casually hold a play date as I'm making a point yeah, about yeah, Sony. I mean, you might uh, as well. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I just, I just casually kidding. hold a Steam Deck. It's just <laughs> a thing I do. I'll have this in my hands while we're talking. Johnny's got a Fair. book. That's all. Like, so, yeah, get your fucking book out of here. My hands need to be doing something. This is this is my hot take on it. I agree with it's both your of fidget you. Fidget crank. It is my fidget crank. I personally. From Sony's perspective, like I go back to what's happened every time a new season of The Witcher comes out on Netflix and the story that comes out about the the sales happening on Steam for The Witcher 3. And it's insane. But it's, it's, it's the same game that they I understand put out. That. Witcher 3 I understand. Let me make my point, goddammit. Okay, okay. There's not any box out there that has The Last of Us with a PS5 logo on it. And that's the, that's the shit they're selling so much so that you still can't buy it and when i think about what they're trying to do and what makes sense to me is that when that tv series hits hbo and has pedro fucking pascal on it the mandalorian which is like one of the biggest games out there that tv center series better be really good if it's also going to sell a bunch of video games yeah what i'm what i'm saying is is that it's going to tell the origin story and i think having a modern version of that for them and i'm not again I'm just trying to make sense of it from a business perspective to be able to say like, hey, you just watched our TV show in 2023. Here is the Last of Us game. Start here and then play the Last of Us 2. Where we know, because we're we're sickos, that that remaster is fine and that it plays on that console. But for the average person approaching it, it's not going to be as evident that that is the case. Right, wrong, or indifferent, that's how I'm seeing them justify this. And I don't, I mean, and if I had to like really take a step back and like try and say like, it's a good call, I'm not here to do that. But looking at like GTA, looking at Skyrim, there's at least another business sense here with a TV show coming out that like I could see them trying to justify it in comparison to some of the other idiots out there just bringing the same game from PS3, 360 era. Those are remasters though. This is a full-blown remake. Like they they remade this game. And, what, if, uh, what if they gave it the Final Fantasy VII remake treatment, where it starts yes. the same and then yes. it goes off the rails? Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> bring, but, uh, but you bring, understand like, what I'm more trying on to say, though, right? right like, I'm not go. saying it's right or wrong. I'm, I'm saying it's wrong. That's fair. That's totally fair. Like yeah. I, you know, like if you go back a few years on the show, I've been one of the more vocal voices against remakes. I think it, I don't think it's great. Like, and I agree with Johnny. Like. This is a team that should be making something fantastic, whether it's more Uncharted, whether it's another 
Last of Us, that's not the first or second one or a completely new thing. They should but definitely make a completely new thing. It's I would love more Last it. of Us. I really like what both else of those games. do they have to tell I, I, in that story? They don't have to tell that story. It can become yeah. something where it's like, a, like, I think it's fascinating to see that what they've done with a post-apocalyptic environment with this virus that doesn't mm-hmm. have to follow any of those people. Yeah, it can be completely new characters. It could be yeah. in that universe, and I would play the shit out of it. Um, but yeah, they they got some flack saying there's and there's a developer that an animator that works at Naughty Dog. Yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about the he, actual news. Like, he, what what is the story here? There, uh, an animator. Yuck. Yeah, he he tweeted. It's just a cash grab in quotes. And he said, actually, it's the most meticulously built and crafted project that I have ever seen or been a part of in my entire career. The highest level of care and attention to detail possible. I'm not disputing that. It can be both. It can be both. It can be... It's not mutually exclusive. Yeah. Um, and again, I know that the developers who worked on this worked very hard, but I'm not too keen on paying $70 for a game that I've owned for eight, however many years now also is was like 15 bucks whenever they made this announcement mm-hmm. it is coming to PC uh, so I 70, think 70 is a lot of money for this game yeah like I played through this game I think twice I've watched a replay of it once before last of us 2 came out i like i don't need to see or play this game again for a very long time um i'm sure that none of us none of nobody here is picking it up right no i'm not uh like once it comes to pc if it if it's like heavily heavily discounted and i'm like hey i really want to check this game out again i might pick it up further down the road but um yeah, I still feel weird about the Resident Evil 4 remake that just got announced somewhat recently. That's like, even that game feels like, wait a minute, that, that game is modern. I mean, it, I know it's like it's uh, not. two systems old at this but point, they've, but like, they've that is like remastered a modern it. video game. Yeah, they put a VR version. Like, that's yeah. the one. That like, they, RE2 and 3? Absolutely remake those games. To- I, totally revamp them. But 4? Like, 4 is... Four is four. I, I, don't, I don't know if it'll get this cheap because, again, they did remake this game. But, you know, Final Fantasy VII launched on Steam after being on Epic at, at a discount. You can get Horizon Zero Dawn for like 15 bucks at this point in time. And then I've seen God of War as cheap as like $29 on Steam now. So maybe down the line, if I've got some Steam credit and there's a deep sale for it, sure. Maybe I'll get the itch after watching that series like I talked about earlier and want to experience like, yeah. hey, I mean, wh- what happened there? This will be a PlayStation Plus game at some point, too. Well, yeah, right? that's the other thing. Like maybe maybe the well, current which, offerings. Which, yeah, that's my point. Oh, Plus, no. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. Extra uh, right. release. God damn it. Uh, yeah. Well, if, so, you thought, if you thought that was a bad move on a developer. Mm. Well, this next, not quite a developer, but they make a tool that many developers use. Oh, there, um, there, there are definitely some tools. They are uh, Unity. Uh, you've probably seen their logo. If you play any number, any amount of indie games, you've no doubt seen the Unity logo uh, when booting up those games. Uh, they, boy, they they laid off four uh, percent of their workforce last month. Yep. Uh, which totals hundreds of people across uh, departments. And then 
this week, uh, they announced, hey, we're buying another company. So it's it, it's just it's bullshit. And also, usually when you buy companies, you then also lay off some of their people because uh-huh, there's right. some overlap. So yep, that seems that seems great. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's it's another example, I think, of uh, why uh, unionization in something like the game industry and a, a lot of other industries where people tend to get fucked over. A little bit uh, less unity, a little bit more union, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and this is also, I, th- I think it's unity. Aren't they the ones who have been taking like some government defense contracts and even having their employees work on some things like that without really telling them that that's what they were doing? Uh, I thought that was unity. Maybe it's not. I, maybe it's I think it is. Tools developer, but I thought it was unity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that was a that came out last year. Last year, yeah, mm-hmm. and people there didn't were, feel great about that either. So, yeah, they were. I don't think they were. God, they completely they're, no. they're making all kinds of great choices. I mean, it's it's weird to take big government defense contracts and then also lay off your people, like you don't have enough money, and then also mm-hmm. buy a company like you have too much money. It it is a very weird uh, kind of bad look. Agreed. And, okay. and hey, if you're an indie developer out there and you're watching us, because why wouldn't you? Um, there, there are lots of other tools that you can use. Unity's out there for sure, but there, there's plenty of other things. <clears throat> I know Game Maker is, is something a lot of people use. There, there's plenty of tools out there for you to find and use. That, yes. that was one of the big things, too, that came out was that, um, again, I'm not here to like call out Epic as like the safe haven, but uh, Unreal Engine 5 apparently is a dream to work with. And very simple, very very good to go, and uh, I've I've heard that that was one of the reasons that they saw some people leaving. Is that like I'm, I don't fucking know. We don't know. We're not, we're, we're reading the same shit everybody we, else we, is. We do not make games. Let's, uh, let's make that clear. But that was something I did here. Uh, could be a factor into it. So yeah, oh, yeah. I hope those people can land on their feet. Um, sure. All right. Hey, Chase, this news is for you. Okay. Do you ever wish that you could play Destiny on your phone? I do play Destiny on my phone. I switch weapons all the time using the Destiny app. Okay. Nice. It's a great but game. What if you could play it's, Destiny? It's got better functionality than the actual video game in that I can take them from my vault and put them on any character I want, which is something I cannot do in the game easily. That's very silly. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Bungie uh, reportedly working on a first-person shooter mobile game that's been in development for more than two years. Uh, it's in the Apex Legends universe? It is, Weird. actually. Yes, yeah, crossover. Interesting. Uh, so Bungie hasn't confirmed anything themselves. Uh, and this is more just like rumors. So there's there's no real tangible details to speak of. Um, but I, it seems like a smart move on their part. From no, like a money standpoint... I, I just I wonder how it would tie into like it, 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 it would. Well, I bet there are going to be some lore cards that will that will show up in a completely separate app that you. Now we're talking. Yeah, that's that's what I, it would be. I I from what I've been hearing, it's not going to be like the current version of Destiny or are playing that, but it will be its own deal. I would not be surprised at all if they bring some form of the Crucible to this, um, and and do some shit with that, like I. 
maybe it is just mobile a, mobile makes some sense there's there's yeah. still money to be made in mobile um you have yeah. destiny players there that you know can't can't play destiny when they're on a train or whatever uh, so right. what if what if we had a way to continue to monetize those people totally. uh, i mean bungie's also been working on lots of other games we we know that they've uh, what was it? NetEase might put a bunch of money into into Bungie at one point uh, to work on a couple things, or maybe it was Tencent. One of the two. It was Tencent gave him okay. like Tencent gave him a bunch of money to, to work on new projects. Mm-hmm. Sony obviously bought bought Bungie and is giving them more money for things. So we know they're making more than just Destiny. Yeah, and and more than even just a Destiny mobile game. But I'm I'm interested to see stuff from from Bungie. Um, this is not the thing I'm interested in seeing, but let's, I guess, let's see what, yeah, let's, let's get something different. Maybe, Uh, maybe you play as a ghost. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, Bobby, you want to take this next one? This seems right up your alley. Gladly. Uh, then Chase, you can, you can take us home. Uh, in case you were wondering, the switch is in fact not hot, uh, at all. And, don't be confused. Like it can't run games because it gets too hot. Uh, well, it can't also be in an environment that's too hot either. Uh, Nintendo has come out, and, and this stuff's always funny with technology. But they've come out and they said, "Hey, uh, the Switch works best anywhere between five to thirty-five degrees Celsius." Which, for those of you who aren't aware, that's like forty-one to ninety-five degrees Fahrenheit, and there's a lot of like it's been around 100 degrees did that days in his head. just just want people to know that um yes you know uh, and I'm, I'm a global man uh what i will say is beyond the switch don't take your technology out when it's super hot it's not good for it and that's that's a yeah, dumb thing it's like, I, I know this is a story about the switch but I'm also not putting my Steam Deck in 90 oh. plus degree weather. Yeah. That would be dumb. Don't do yes. that. I know that if you, you take your take phone outside the... and leave it sitting in the sun. You'll get a message to say, hey, uh, this shit's too hot. Yeah, I've left my phone in my pocket, like at a baseball game where the sun's beating down on me. And you'll even get it sometimes there. Or, or like, it won't it won't be the message exactly, but I'll take it out. And I like start to do a tap. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's hot. God yeah. damn. That. I know that you yeah. want to take your Switch to that slick rooftop party where you can all play 1-2 Switch, but maybe yeah. wait till the Maybe fall. just not on the hottest just day. Make sure it's shaded if you're yeah. going to do that, yeah. So, it's just funny that, like, companies have to put that shit out, you know? Like, caution this Yeah, I mean, that's the... Yeah, that's the McDonald's coffee thing. Although, that that's always a weird example because that, that might be, like, the one example that it was necessary because it... <laughs> They literally threw scalding hot coffee on that woman. Yes, uh, but it it is it is like the frivolous lawsuit, a poster child, even if it's undeserved. Um, but yeah, this this feels like Nintendo just covering their ass when somebody goes, "Hey, my Switch got hot and broke," and they're like, "Yeah, yep. what the fuck are you doing?" Well, <laughs> I was just trying to play the latest game on it. That's what happened, and it got sure. way too hot mm-hmm. and blew up. Yeah. Um. Speaking of things getting way too hot on the Switch, Chase, what are we going to do about this? I I don't. I did not read the story. I'll look at it. But I can tell you that uh, it says Bayonetta 3 devs say you don't have to take Bayonetta's clothes off to have a good time. Um, Bayonetta, 
I've only played the first one, but I imagine this also happens in the second game it does. as well. Uh, Bayonetta has it. Ooh, well, Johnny knows. All right. He's done the first person research. I've done. Uh, yes, I've, I've researched this thoroughly. Yeah, I bet you have. Um, <laughs> so one of the key mechanics of Bayonetta is that she has all this hair and actually her clothes are also made of hair. Um, she's Gross. this weird hair witch. Um, and all of her power stuff she can make, make big summons with her hair. And to do that, uh, she has to take that hair from somewhere. Uh, and it usually ends up being the clothes off her body. And then in the games, they'll they'll put like strands of hair in very strategic spots. So you continue to not see uh, her, her lady bits. Um, so yeah, apparently in, um, in Bayonetta 3, there's going to be an option or a mode that you can choose that um, doesn't do that. That you you probably just make the summons and she keeps the clothes on because there's, it's Nintendo and they're a family company. But if you if you follow the link that we have in our note, Chase, there's an yeah. embedded tweet that has like the slider that will show like on off. Oh, very good. This is very very good. I like and, this. I also uh, like that they're calling it naive angel mode. That's yes. very. Good. Whenever, whenever I go to the swimming pool, I let people know that you're lucky. This is the naive angel mode of me. Yes, not- uh, this Platinum Games tweet is quite good. By turning it on, you can play right in the living room without having to worry about what's on screen, dot, 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 we think. Good job. Good job. Uh, yeah, that's fine. I mean, this is not... This is not, I hope you don't have any fanboys that are going, this is censorship, because they literally are keeping the thing in. Assuredly, there are. Assuredly, there are. Yeah. I mean, this isn't, this isn't, um, geez, what the hell is the name of the game I love? Um, God damn it. Tokyo Mirage Session Sharp FE, that's it. (laughs) Oh, you get get to put glasses Um, on Bayonetta? uh, I mean, she's, she already wears glasses. Oh. I, yeah, it'd be it'd be taking him off if anything. Well, you can do uh, but that. no, like they they took off the in in Tokyo Mirage sessions they took off the um, they call them the vagina bones. Uh, yeah, yeah, which is a big which is a big deal for a lot of uh, English uh, Western audiences that are like, why do you take away why did you take away my bones? God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, weebs. I don't know if you know this, Bobby. Weebs are Horny. cringe, as the kids would say. Yes. Horny cringe. Yes, they're horny cringe. Total dog water. Uh, dog water cringe horny. BMW. Uh, we're gonna have some pretty decent choices for. Listen, games don't be judging my BMW drip horniness, okay? Thank you. Uh, Thank you. All right, gents, let's close it up here. Uh, it's been a week for us. Like like Bayonetta's clothes. Let's close them let's, up. Let's take them off. Zip. Let's zip uh, it. Let's get out. Let's let's. Let's make like Bayonetta's clothes and get out of here. Um, so, uh, you get out of hair. D- oh God, yes. Yeah. This past Monday, we didn't stream. We took the night off. And we didn't. I felt very not great. And you know what? It's okay. We we've been yeah. going at a pace for a while, and it was it was definitely like well deserved time off. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, we not- did a show two weeks ago. We did. We did. We did not. Yeah. Um, so we, we haven't had a casual Monday for, for like two weeks. Um, and also the, the we'll schedule. We'll have one next Monday. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Just, just make it short. Um, I have the wrong thing here for a quick look. So uh, we put up a game called Pacifish, 
which is a uh, really cool, it's, it's what I'm referring to as a click herb bait game um, where you are fishing but clicking a little bit and it's mm-hmm. more of a clicker. Um, it's neat. It's a free game that you can check out. We've got a quick look up on our YouTube channel. Uh, if you want to follow along with that, you can do so in chat. But it's youtube.com slash casual hour. Tonight, we broke down those games we've been playing. Chase finally got a Steam Deck. I'm so fucking happy for him. That's awesome. And then uh, tomorrow, we've got a quick look going up for Diablo Immortal, where I finally got to show that to Chase and ask tough questions like, why do they want to get into my wallet? And I showed him, maybe they do, maybe they don't. And then Friday, they do. They do. Uh, we are not going to have a stream Friday night either. Uh, I will be out of town and Johnny will be Johnny. So we're just going to not Team Japanese breakfast. Getting It's getting real casual uh, this week. Yes, real casual this week. Uh, we're kind of we'll formalize it up a little bit next week. I'm sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll be back on track. Um, Johnny and I will be playing Deep Rock Galactic next Friday as part of our rotation. Uh, Chase, uh, you and I were going to take a look at Last Call BB, BBS. BBS, but now that you have a Steam Deck, maybe we'll we'll play something I'd together. Still, really like to see Last Call BBS, but yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. Okay, so we're definitely going to be back on track next week. Uh, you can take it up with our with our managers if we're not, and uh, let us know how you're doing. But a lot of good reasons to hang out with us. Um, go back. You got some videos on the man. We've got some really fun series. Chase is talking about fights and tight spaces. We've got all kinds of cool shit for that game, including some two videos with developer Eric commentary. And you should absolutely check that game out because it fucking rules. So that's what we got for you this week. Chase, I think the Gamers on the Go brand is about to get a little bit of an overhaul. What do you got going on? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's due for some new blood because uh, I haven't made an episode in a while on that. Um, I know we've got lots of options now. We still have uh, Jiggy-san ready to go when we want to talk about more Playdate games. Bobby's new Fidget Crank. Yes. We also, now that, now that two of us have Steam Decks, maybe we'll find some Steam games that might be good GOTG material. Uh, oh, or, yeah. you know, maybe I'll just, you know, Johnny and I still have those analog pockets. There's always, there's always something we can find to play on the analog pocket. Oh, yes. Uh, go to gamersonthego.com, keep up with that, and uh, at GOTG Podcast on Twitter, and we'll put updates there when we do have a new episode. Uh, meanwhile, I also have a YouTube channel that you can check out. It's called Chasey K Plays um, on YouTube there. And currently, I'm playing through a... Uh, campaign of uh what the fuck that called steamroll heist really hell yeah games these days uh yeah steamroll heist fantastic game um i haven't put up a new episode in about a week or week and a half uh things are kind of busy around here at the moment but looking forward to recording a new episode and putting that out relatively soon awesome Lots of cool shit happening with Casual Hour and friends of the show, Gamers on the Go. Make sure to get in where you fit in. Uh, we will be back Monday night with some fun games. Check out our social accounts for links to other things and updates on our schedule um, at the Casual Hour, wherever you get social. This episode, if you're watching it live and you come back to anything, we post it Friday mornings. So wherever you got your podcast, we'll see you on Friday. Gents, take care of yourself, and we'll be back soon. Yeah.